Okay, today's daf is Psachim daf mem hey. We are on mem dalid amid bays, about five lines from the bottom. So we have one, you know, final touch on the previous sigya before we move on to the next Mishnah. So previously we discussed, we got into some of the concepts of tam ke'ikr, which means if non-kosher food falls into a soup, it gives it the, the taste, which is the tam of the non-kosher chicken, gives taste into the entire soup, and if a person eats that, he violates the isser of eating treif, of eating nevela. Fine, that's tam ke'ikr. There was another concept, which is heter mitzdarifle isser, which means that if you have a kezayis, you're eating a kezayis of food, only half the kezayis is isser, the other half is heter, you have your bacon and your bun, the bun is kosher, the bacon is non-kosher, and combination of the two, you have a kezayis, so if you hold then the person will be chayiv malkus for eating a behema tamea. And even though he only ate a half a kezayis of bacon, since he in, ta- in the entirety of his eating he ate a kezayis, even though part of it was kosher bread, halach is heter mitzdarif le'isr according to one opinion. So the debate was, what, what's the source? So the, the rabbutter learned out that tam ke'ikr is learned out from mishras anavim, that a nazir cannot eat the grapes. He can also not eat bread that was soaked in grape juice. The whole mishras anavim, right? So that's the source for Tom Kicker, according to the Rabbanon. Rabbi Kiva learned out from there, mishras means heter mitzdarif le'isr. Now, there's the following question. When we go back to the sheet of the Rabbanon, they learn Tom Kicker from Nazir, and that applies l'chol ha And the Gemara gave us a kavacham. If you want to look the top of mandalit on the base, the three lines from, from the top, Uman Nazir, and the Gemara concludes that we can learn out from all, we can learn out all these surim Shabbatayra from Nazir. Why? Because Nazir is so, such a, it's a cooler really. Nazir, you could go ask a Bezin, they could be Mater Ned there, it's only going to last 30 days or whatever the person said, there's no Isr Hana. So we can learn out Tam Ke'ikr L'chal Tarakula from Nazir. The question is, if you learnt out Heter Mitzdarif Le'isr from Nazir, why don't we say the same thing should apply to Chol Tarakula? If you tell me they Tom Kicker, I can learn out from Nazir for everything else. So what about Heter Mitzdarif Le'isr? Why don't we say the same thing should apply to Chol Tarakula? So that's the Gemara's Kasha. Let's see it inside. Amalei Ravachar Brei Derev Avi Leravashi Minderav Bonon Nishma LeRabbi Akiva. We should learn out from what the Rabbanon held. And we should look at Rabbi Akiva's opinion. What does that mean? When the Rabbanon learned Chumash, they said the Pasuk says, Mishras, by the Nazir, it says, Mishras, Anavim, he cannot eat. Litain Tam Ke'ikr. It tells me that even things that were soaked in grape, the Tam, the taste of the grape in the bread is as if you're tasting the grape itself. Tam Ke'ikr. And what do the Chum say? We can learn from here to all Isurim Shebataira. That Tam is Ke'ikr. So the question is, the Rabbi Akiva Nami, who learns that from Mishras? Leheter Mitzdarif Le'isr. So why don't we say the same thing, the same logic? That in all Yisurim Shabbatayra, we should say, Heter is Mitzdarif Le'isr. So Amrleh, the responses of Ashi tells of Acha, Brady, Rav Avya, that no, Mishum Dahavi Nazir Vechatas, Shneik Suvim Habam Kiyacha. So Memheim and Aleph, there's a concept of when you have shnek suv mabam ke'achar e'malamdin, we cannot learn from there. Why is that? So when you have one pasuk that tells me something, so it makes sense. The Torah told me once, and it's telling me we should learn out everything else from here. It's called the binyanav. 
and we should be able to learn that from, from, uh, from this. When the Torah says it twice, why do we need the second time? It must, be telling, it must be telling me only these two and not anything else. Because if you wanted to tell me it should apply everywhere else, so tell me once. I'll know once and I'll assume everywhere else as well. When you tell me twice, it's called Shneik Suvim Haboin Ke'echad. It's telling me the same halacha. It's obviously coming to limit it. So which two times, where do we see two times in Chumash that the Torah tells me Hetem and Starfle? So number one is Nazir, according to Rabbi Kiva, and number two is Chatas. And the Gemara is going to ask, what's the source? So Nazir Hadamaran. Fine, Nazir, we just spent the whole Amma talking about that, which is Mishras, Mishras and Avim. Chatas Mahi, where do we see by the carbon Chatas? That Heter is mitzdarif le'isser. The Tanya we in a brisa. It says in Parshas Tzav, Kol Asher Yiga Bigsara Yikdash. Anything that touches the meat of the Chatas, it becomes Kadash. Yochel Afil Le'Bal. I would say even if it merely touched it, you know, contact, and even if it didn't absorb the taste, Tamulam Bigsara Yikdash. Actually, Yibala Babasar. It has to be absorbed into the meat. Okay. Now, what does yiktash mean? Lias kamaya, that it should have the same status as the chatas, meaning if carbon chatas touched and got absorbed into regular chulin, so the regular chulin also has the status of the chatas. Shem if the chatas becomes pasal, let's say it became pasal of pigle or something else, tipasal, the chulin meat also becomes pasal. Vim kesherehi te'achel, if it's kosher, it could be eaten. Kechamr Shabbat with all the chumras of chatas, it has to be eaten in the azara, the zichre kahuna, liyoyim v'layla echoy, whatever the halachas of chatas are, that applies to chun. But what's the point here? The point is, at least at this point, we're going to assume that the fact that she'im p'sulahi t'pasel, there's a concept of heter mitzdarif le'isr. One could argue that this is really Tom Kaker category, but let's assume this means Heter Mitzdarif Lisser, that's what the Gemara is trying to tell me, that the Chulin, we're going to add up to the Chatas, it would also become Puzzle. If a person ate a Kezayis of Chatas combined, meaning a half a Kezayis Chatas and a half a Kezayis of Chulin, so in combination, that is a Kezayis, he'd be over the Isser, he'd be Chayiv, uh, get, get Malkus, whatever, eating Chatas uh, Puzzle. So you see from here, Heter Mitzdarif Lisser. Fine, it's, a, it's not exactly a perfect fit in the, in the drush and, and all that. We'll leave it for a different time. But for now, the Gemara says we have Shneik Suvim Habam Kiachar. You have Nazir and you have Chatas. And Shneik Suvim Habam Kiachar tell me that I'm limited. Only these two places, Chatas and Nazir, that's the only two times we have a Heter Mitzdar Flisser and nowhere else. Okay, Verabanon. And the Rabbanon who learn out Mishra has to tell me Tom Kicker. Why don't we say the same thing? So why don't we say the same thing that chatas and nazir are shneik suma bam kiachad, and they're both telling me some type of din of tam keikar according to rabbanan, and you should not be able to learn out l'chol tarakula that tam keikar. So the gemara responds amri that according to the chacham mahanu mitzrich tzrichi, both of these psukim are necessary. And we'll see why. Rebbe Kiva, my tzrichi, that you don't need both these psukim. Why? Because bishlam e kasar rachmana bechatas. If the Torah would have just told me chatas, then loy gamar nazir I wouldn't know nazir from there. Why? Because the chulim mikdashim loy gamar You don't learn out chulim from kachim. El lichter rachmana benazir, metesti chatas tigmine. Let the Torah just write nazir. And I would assume if it applies to a nazir, it applies everywhere else. I learn out everything else from nazir. 
So I didn't need the Torah to write it by Chatas. From the fact the Torah wrote it again by Chatas, that tells me it's Shneik Suvim Habam Kiyachad. Okay. No, Mitzvah Tzrichi, I in fact do need it to write both by Nazir and by Chatas. Why? Chatas is telling me Laheter Mitzdarf Lisser. The Chacham agree to Rabbi Kiva that there is a concept of Heter Mitzdarf Lisser in one case by, by Chatas or by Kachim. That, in fact, yes, there is a concept of Heter Mitzdarf Lisser, but only by Chatas. Why don't I learn out Kol Tarakula? Because you can't learn out Chulin from Kachim. Kachim I don't learn out Chulin from Kachim, and therefore the only time in my encyclopedia where I, where I have this uh, this um, this phrase Heter Mitzdarf Leiser according to the Chum that is only regarding one halacha regarding Chatas. Okay, well I can't learn out everything else from here because that is Chatas. We don't learn out Chulin from Kachim. What about the Pasuk of Mishras by Nazir? That's telling me Litin Tam Ke'ikr. That's a different halacha. That's telling me that the taste is Ke'ikr. Now, I do not have Shnei Ksuma Bam Ke'achar. Each Pasuk is telling me a different halacha. Mishras is for Tam Ke'ikr. And Chatas is for Heter Mestar Flesser, Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says, Tarvai, he argues on the, fundamentally and how you dash in the, the Pasuk. It's telling me Lahetem Mitzarif Leiser. The Pasuk of Mishras is Lahetem Mitzarif Leiser. Vahavalu Shneik Sumer Bam Kiyachad, Vachol Shneik Sumer Bam Kiyachad, Ein Me Lamdin. And if you have two Pasukim that come and tell me the same halacha, we do not learn out from there. He doesn't have two Pasukim coming and teach us. Uh, Tom Kicker? Yeah. No, so he has Tom Kicker from somewhere else. That was yesterday's half. No, he's going to learn Chathas, not Tom Kicker. The point, even though it does teach us that. Kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Aruch talks about this in the beginning of Simon Tzadiches. What's really the difference between Tom Kicker and Hetzim Starf Lisser? It seems connected to each other. It's intertwined. You have to look at the Hakdama, the Aruch HaShokhan, Simon Tzadiches. And there's a lot in the Rishonim here, trying to pull this apart. But he's arbitrarily just choosing so the Chathas could either be teaching, could be teaching as Tom Kicker. Theoretically, yes. The Gemara is having me. The Gemara is having me. Yes, it would have. It could have told me Tom Kicker that in Bala, if it gets the, the if it gets the absorption of, of the Chathas, it becomes the Chathas itself. So whatever he used Chathas as, as, gives us such big suit. So he's arbitrarily just choosing to use that. Yeah. So you have to figure out what gave that indication. That yeah. The Gemara doesn't give us that information. Yeah. But you're right. That's that's the fundamental machlok is how they're dashing this pasuk. This pasuk. Right. And the pasuk says, which means any wine product cannot be cannot be eaten. So what does that mean? That all the isurim of nazir, which are grape seeds and grape peels and grape juice, let's say a person only had a kazayas in total. He had a third of a kazayas of grape seed. A third of kazayas of grape juice and a third of kazayas of grape peel. Halach is their mitzdarif for to a kazayas. So the question is like this: Hashda the Rabbi Kiva is According to Rabbi Kiva, we learn out that heter mitzdarif is. So that means a person ate a half a kazayas of bacon and a half a kazayas of bun. He's chayev according to Rabbi Akiva. I mean, it wouldn't be that case. It'd be Nazar. So half a kazayas of grape and half a kazayas of bread, you're chayev. So iser v'iser mi boye. If heter's mitzdarif iser, for sure iser is mitzdarif iser. So it's a good kasha. So Amalei, or if Kahana responded, iser v'heter v'asachas. As we mentioned, opening line of heter mitzdarif iser, that that's only when you ate it together in the same bite. You had... Bread and wine in the same bite, then we say heter is mitzarif leiser. 
Here, when the Pasuk says, and there we learn out that they all combine. That means even you had one seed, one grape seed, then you had a little bit of grape juice, then you had a little grape peel. Zacharzah would still be minstar for a kazai. So if I had to minstar for Isser, has to be bevas achas, which either means one bite or one eating, and it would not otherwise it would not be minstar. Okay, so that closes that fundamental. Uh, Sugya and Shas, Hetem and Star of Lissa, we'll, we'll come back to it eventually in Mesechta's uh, Nazir as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. Comes along the next Mishnah, going back to Chametz. So, Batzeg Shebesitke Areva. Let's say you have dough, Shebesitke Areva, that's in the cracks in your Areva. Areva, when I learned the Mishnahis in Yeshiva, they, they, they uh, touched it as a mixing bowl. It's probably some type of trough or something. So, often, they would have dough, and they didn't have stainless steel back then. So dough would get stuck, and it would actually become part of the wall, part of the keli. So the question is, now that the dough became part of the mixing bowl, do I look at it as dough, or do I look at it as a patch? It's filling a hole. So if there's a kezayis in one spot, that's how big this dough patch is. You have to get rid of it to burn it before Pesach. If it's less than the kezayis, but it's because it's so small and you do not have to burn it. And then the Mishnah says the same thing applies to tumah. which doesn't sound like the same thing. So the Gemara, which is really tomorrow's daf, will ask that it doesn't fit with the Mishnah. But let's just read the second part of the Mishnah that by tumah there's a similar discussion. Meaning a person tivled his keli. See if you're makbid on it, you don't want the dough to be there. So then chaitzeitz, it's a chatzitza when you tivled in the mikvah. And right to bekiyuma, you don't mind it there. Harehu ka'areva, it's part of the mixing bowl itself, and therefore it does not cause a chatzitza. There's no problem. So this does come up. What? So it doesn't mention kezayis anymore by tumah. That's the gemara's kasha. The gemara's kasha is this is the bottom of mehemem hema base. First, you told me we care about the Gazayas. Then you tell me regarding Makbidalov. So, I mean, the first case for comments. Gazayas. The dough is not Mitzar, but the bowl for Gazayas? No. Are okay. oh, you saying the Kaylee should be Mitzar of two things? No, we, we didn't see that yet. Maybe the Gemara will allude to that soon. But either way, when it comes to Tumma, we care about the being Makbid or not. So, there's, by the way, this does play a role in Halacha. We'll get to this maybe tomorrow as well. That when a person tivels their Kalim, so sometimes, you know, you do the whole trek to the mikvah, you come back, you look at your china, your china or whatever else, you toivel, you shouldn't toivel china, you don't have to, but you toivel your glass and whatever, and you see a sticker on it. So it's straight from this Mishnah. I mean, it's the Mishnah and mikvah as well, but the halacha is, if a person is makbit on it, when you have a sticker on it that says, made in China, amazing savings, you don't want it on your, uh, your kalim, everybody's going to see. So then, if you're makbit on it, then it's a chatzitza. So you have to go toivel it again. If you're not makbit on it, you're going to leave it on forever. You don't care that there's a sticker on the bottom of the vase, or not the vase, the bottom of the plate. So then, no problem, you do not have to remove that sticker. The problem is when people try to remove a sticker, and then they can't, and the gugan is now whatever it's called, the glue gun, it's not working. So then you have a half a sticker, so that I think most people are makbid on. So it turns out that you're trying to be machmir and get rid of the sticker, you might end up, you're going to end up having to really get rid of the sticker because now you're makbid. It's a half sticker scratched out 
that, uh, that that might be worse. Okay, comes along the Gemara. When the Mishnah says we care about how big the dough is, whether it's a kezayis or less, that is only ella b'makom she'ena suyim lechazik. Now we're going to divide the mixing bowl into two parts. There's the bottom half, which is called the makom that's asuy lechazik, where it contains the liquid. So there you want it to be, you know, hold free. You want it to be, uh, to be able to contain liquid. Then there's the higher part of the bowl where it's not containing anything. It gives you more, more room to work with, but you don't mind if there's a hole in there. So it's very important. So we're going to differentiate between those two parts. So Rabbi Yudha Mashmur said, Shana, when do we say that if the dough is bigger than a kezayis, that's, that's only when it's on the higher part of the mixing bowl, in the place where you don't need it to fill in the cracks. But in the lower and the lower half of the mixing bowl, where it does chazik, meaning it contains liquid, there you want it to specifically be there. You want it to be part of your mixing bowl. So even if it's bigger than a kezayis, ain't a chayv levar. You don't have to get rid of it, as we're going to see. You've designated it as a mixing bowl, and I don't have to get rid of it anymore. This is, this is called a bowl. It's not called chametz. That is one uh, one sheet. Mechlal. So what do you see from here? When the Mishnah said, if it's less than the Kezayis, you don't have to get rid of it, that's talking about the top half, the top part of the bowl, which is, don't have to get rid of it. So this is the opinion of Rav Yudah Mershmul. The first way of learning it is a very big kula, that the bottom half of the mixing bowl, I don't care how big the dough is, it's always fine, because it's lechazik, it's holding in my contents. The top half, it depends. If it's bigger than a kezayis, it's a problem. If it's smaller than a kezayis, there's no problem. Now, Ika demasin la sefer, some learned it the opposite, that vimlav batu bimiyut, and when the sefer said, if it's not a sheer kezayis, it's batu, the only time that we are makal, that's in the bottom half. There, we say if it's less than the kezayis, it's fine. But the top half is never okay. So there's a way to learn the Mishnah, Lekula, and there's a way to learn the Mishnah, Lechumra. So what do you see? The kezayis, once the kezayis, no matter where it is in the bowl, so we have two ways of learning our Mishnah, and this is going to be for, the, for most of the rest of the daf. Two ways of learning the Mishnah. Either it's Lakula, that if it's less than a Kezayis, it's always fine. What if it's more than a Kezayis? Then it depends. If it's in the top half of the bowl, it's a problem. Bottom half, it's us and Lechazik, that's fine. Even if it's in the that's the first way of learning it. That's Kilishna Kama. The Lishna Basra is the opposite. That when it's more than a Kezayis, it's always a problem. What if it's less than a Kezayis? So the top half doesn't help you. Problem. The bottom half, it's asil chazik, so fine. If it's, as long as it's less than the kezayis in the bottom half, that is okay. So tani kalishna kama, netanya kalishna bas. We have a brisa that goes with the first way of learning it, of Rav Yehuda Mershmul, and we have a brisa that goes with the second way. Tani kalishna kama, but take shebesitke areva. Let's see, you have dough that's in the cracks of the areva, of the mixing bowl, so b'makam ha'asil chazik, in a place where it's there to to hold things, meaning it's the bottom half, there's no chatzitza. And what we care about is a person will not be over love 
chametz on Pesach. Ubemakam she'ein asu lechazik the top half chaytzitz va'over it is a chaytzitz and you are over love mamed v'mamurim. This whole discussion is bekezayis. Avbepakas mikezayis. If it's less than mikezayis, it's never a problem. Afilu makam she'ein asu lechazik ain't a chaytzitz ve'ina over. So this clearly goes with the first way we learned our Mishnah. Now we have another brayso that goes to the second way. Entirely question of basra, but like she besitki areva makam asu lechazik ain't a chaytzitz. Not chatzitz v'ina over. That's only b'makim shas lechazik. B'makim sheinas lechazik chatzitz v'over. B'med v'mamurim b'pachas mikazayis. This whole discussion was less than a kazayis. Avol b'kazayis. If it's bigger than a kazayis, afilu b'makim as lechazik. Even in a place where the bottom half it's holding the contents chatzitz v'over. As long as it's bigger than a kazayis, it will always be a problem. So what do you see from here? We have a brisa that goes with the lishna kama and a brisa that goes with the lishna basa. So the Gemara here says kashna dadi. The brises are stero with each other. So what's going on? Some ravuna same kilta mikamechamerta. Let's erase the cooler brisa and let's assume the brisa that was more machmer is the one legitimate brisa. That's ravuna's way of dealing with the contradiction. We'll just erase half of the brisa. Whatever. We'll just erase it. Rav Yosef Amar, Tanoi Shaklat Mi'ama. What? You can't, you have no Tanoim to hang this up to? Meaning, why don't we just simply say it's a Machlekes Tanoim? And that's it. You have two Brises. One Brisa was Rabbi Y and one Brisa was Rabbi X. Why can't we do that? Tanoi Shaklat Mi'ama. You took away all the Tanoim. We can't say this goes with the Machlekes Tanoim. Tanoi, this should be a classic Machlekes Tanoim. Where would we find a similar discussion? The Tanoim went in a Brisa. Hafas she'ipesha, your bread that became moldy, chayv levayer, you have to burn it, meaning you cannot leave it around on Pesach, even though nobody's going to eat it. You could grind it up, and you could use the dough or the bread to ferment or to leaven other doughs. Similar to sourdough, the Torah says sour is also even though sour nobody eats sourdough straight, but since it's royal kama isos, so then even though it's nifsomeachil nobody would ever eat it, but it's it's it could be used to make bread. It's a problem, and you have to be chay of the var. That's the opinion of the Tanakama. Rab Shimon That's only where the bread is still found in your kitchen. Alvol koipes. Sa'ar, sheyichad ali yeshiva. Let's have a big, thick piece of sourdough that was yichad ali yeshiva. You decided this is going to be my chair. Okay, it looks like a rock, and you were meyachid it. This is your chair. Yichad ali yeshiva, butla, it is no longer considered chametz. You're not over of Pesach Toysis points out, very important Toysis, top line, afa pishiroi lachila. Even though it's edible. So theoretically, according to this Gemara, you take lasagna sheets, you make a cheer out of it. Halacha is no problem. Now, you can't eat it on Pesach, because that's called eating chametz. But as far as owning it on Pesach, it's not called chametz. I was mevato from being chametz. It's yichada liyeshiva. How does this play a role? Ah, oh, so now we see that if you're miyachid for something, even though it's edible, it is not called chametz. So this, this same logic should apply by your mixing bowl. If I have a piece of dough in there, 
halacha should be, it's tichada uh, as a bowl. So midam Rabbi Shimon Elazar butla. You see Rabbi Shimon Elazar's butla mechlal tanakama saver loy butla ama kasaver kokazayis avgav the mevata loy butla. It must be holds even though you have a kazayis. And once you have a kazayis, even though it was you were mevatel it, it was now made into a mixing bowl loy butla. It doesn't work. So you see you have a machlekes in the tanoim. This should be the machlekes in the two brises. Somali abaya. Tartzas bechazayis. You figured out how to answer the two steeras. Meaning, if you look at the steera, the contradiction of the brisas, there were two steeras. There was a steera in the kazayis and pachas mikazayis that they don't align. So kazayis, you answered. How did you answer it? That the mandamer that holds, as long as it's being used in the bottom half of the bowl, even if it's bigger than a kazayis, he holds like Rabbi Shimon Alazar. It's like a cheer. And it's always fine. Tanakama would hold it the other way. They know that it, even once it's bigger than a kazais, it's not bato. The problem is, pachas mikazais mitaratsas. Did you answer the question of pachas mikazais? There's a stira. According to one brisa, when it's less than the kazais, even if it's found in a makaim, the top half, there's no problem. I there, it's not doing anything. It's not immediately yeshiva. And the other bride said, no, if it's in the top half, it, it, it is a problem. So you still have a stira. So the Gemara says, Rav Shimon You know what? Both prices of Shimon Elazar that holds, once you're mevatel the chametz into something else, there is no iser of owning it on Pesach. And the like kasha, there's no stira. Ha, the first brisa calls the walls makayim lisha, even though it's not containing anything, it identifies it as Makam Lisha. So it's just the, the difference in the two prices is how they refer to the same piece in the bowl. Ha b'makam lisha, ha shaloi b'makam lisha. And that second price they call the top shaloi b'makam lisha. And that is why we, we were confused, but they're talking about the same part, and therefore there is no stira. Don't assume when we say not in the place where they would need it, that does not mean the outside of the bowl. It means the inside, you know, in, in the airspace of the bowl. Pshita, of course. Why would I think a person, why would we think that we're talking about the outside of the bowl? Sometimes the dough will, will, will overflow. And we'll go on the edges. Maybe that is also called Makaim Lisha, Kamash Mulan, then no, it is not called Makaim Lisha. Amrav Nachmin Amarav, Halacha Krabi Shimin Ben Elazar. We pass in the Kabshim Ben Elazar that a kupa sa'ar, which means you have a cheer made out of sourdough or out of your lasagna sheets, you're never over a love for owning in a pesa because it's bottle. How is the bottle? So just by the way, look at look at Tysus. He talks about it's not the concept that is bottle uh, from from being uh, seen as edible. It's This thing is no longer standing to be eaten. It's designated for something else. Technically, it's roi lachila, but it's ina oimid lachila. That's the point. So the Gemara over here says we paskin like Rav Shimon Elazar. Hold on, It doesn't help to simply take a bunch of lasagna sheets and make a cheer. You have to also be tach paneha batit. You have to actually paint it, put some plaster on it. Then butla. What do you see from there? Tach in loy tach loy. If you didn't actually uh, paint it, you didn't coat it with with uh, tit with cement, it doesn't help. So the Gemara says, you're right. The, the, 
the one that taught the first Memra didn't teach the second Memra. We do not pass like Rav Shimon Al-Azhar. The only time it, ha- it works to designate it as a cheer is if if you designate it as, if you, if, sorry, if you, if, you, uh, if you paint it or you put cement on it, then we say it is considered bottle. So in halacha, it's brought down, this is how we paskin in Shulchan Aruch, that if a person sets something aside, even if it's edible, if you were tach batit, you painted it, you put some plaster on it, so then even though it's edible, one is not violating owning chametz on Pesach. So the classic question is, Sometimes kids come home from school with their pasta project made out of uh, raw macaroni. So that's chametz. So the question is, is that called tach panel batit? So it depends on the, on the teacher, and it depends how, uh, how, how well they painted it. So perhaps that would also be considered tach panel batit. Another question was, was debated about 100 or so years ago, where they realized that a lot of the ethanol that, that was around, or the alcohol, we'll call it alcohol for the balabatisha term, was coming from wheat. So just simple facts is that you could take any starch, you could take any simple sugar, or you take a starch and you could hydrolyze the starch, and you add yeast or you have natural yeast around, that turns into alcohol and carbon dioxide, okay? So that's, that's how you make your, your, your typical alcohol. If you distill it, you get a, you get a more, more, more pure alcohol. So the question is, is that alcohol chametz? So we'll assume, yes, that alcohol, if it's coming from wheat, one of the chametz shemini dagan, that is chametz. So the question was, for many years, do spirits or alcohol, are they actually, is there a problem with owning it on Pesach? So if you read the, the literature during the, the years of prohibition, there was a law, and it's still, still law right now, that in order to sell alcohol, if you're not selling it as spirit, so you have to, you have to denature it. You have to put in some poison something in there in order to to dissuade people from drinking it and that's how you have to do it i was in a company recently they're doing a cbd oil so when you extract the cbd from the marijuana from from the hemp plant so you need to use oil so depending on how far along or set up the company is most companies end up having to pay tax on the alcohol that they're using because if you're selling or distributing alcohol, you're handling alcohol, you have to pay tax to the government. The only way to avoid it, for the most part, is by denaturing alcohol. You put in something in there, some junk, doesn't taste good, and it dissuades people from drinking it. Let's say you're making a hand sanitizer, and you're using alcohol, you have to, you have to denature that alcohol, so uh, b- by law, fine. Question is, the denatured alcohol, is that a problem? Does that help the chametz issue? Let's assume ethanol from Europe is coming from wheat. So when they put in that bitrix or something else into the alcohol, are they now showing that this is tach betit? So the chaznish says yes. He says any time it's been designated to be used as something for non-food, that's aleph, bays, you need tach betit. The chaznish writes, you don't have to actually paint it. All you need to do is put something in there that clearly shows you if this is not going to be oymila achila, and that is fine. This also comes up, people talk, it's a joke, people talk about ethanol put in gasoline. Do you have to fill up on gas prior to, uh, prior to Pesach? So obviously not, but, but uh, why not? First of all, ethanol in America is coming from corn, it's only kidneys, no problem. But second of all, you have this heter that it was, if it's denatured, 
it is considered tachpate. Now, why is this important? Why do we even care? Don't we say it's nifsa me'achila? All these things, perfumes, soaps. Anyways, it's nifsa me'achila. Nobody would ever eat it. So there's a shita. It's a very important shita of the Chavaz Das, which was discussed, and that is if someone could theoretically extract the alcohol from it, and you could if you know how to do it. Every year, there's, uh, there are people that die from doing this, or they, they just drink it anyways. If you don't allow alcoholics to get alcohol, they'll, they'll take mouthwash or they'll do something else in order to get their alcohol. So there is a way in a lab you could do it. So maybe at that, since you could, in fact, take it back, you know, pre-denaturement, we should say it's not called nifsa me'achila. So that is the opinion of some of the paiskim, and some want them to be machmer for this. And they held that you, that you need to have you know, non-chametz cologne or whatever because there's a, a way to flip it back into, into alcohol. So the chazanish right that no, there's no problem because you have tach petit. It's tach petit. There's all this chazarai in the, uh, in, the, in the cologne and the perfume and the deodorant. And even if the alcohol was coming from wheat, it's tach petit from our Gemara and therefore there will be no problem. It happens to be that in America there's, there's anything that comes, that, unless it's coming from Europe, as long as your ethyl alcohol is coming from somewhere else, there will be no chametz concern. It would only be kinias. So the only concern there is really is if you have a cologne from Europe. So why is there a concern? So many uh, cologne or perfume companies don't want to mess around with their alcohol. According to law, if you, if you want to save money on the tax, you have to denature it. So they put some garbage in it in order to denature it and then nobody would drink it. And that helps you from tax. However, if you're selling $300 bottles of cologne, you don't want to put in bitrix into your perfume. So what they do is it's called a non-beverage drawback. And they, they literally have to they pay the tax in advance. And they have to prove that they, that, that they didn't use it as a beverage. And then they could get their money back. So many perfume companies do it. I was in a vanilla extract company where they, did, they don't want to use the denatured alcohol either. They're using straight, they don't want to mess around with their vanilla. They have the same non-beverage drawback agreement, it's called, where you have to pay up front cash advance to the government on the tax that you have to prove afterwards they use it to extract the vanilla flavor from the vanilla beans to make vanilla extract from alcohol. And then you get your money back on the tax. So in the perfume, now vanilla obviously needs hashkach for Pesach, but the, from the perfume standpoint, and by the way, CBD oil also needs hashkach for Pesach based on that, definitely a kidney is concerned. So from a, from a, uh, from a consumer's uh, perspective, when you look at cologne, if the cologne is made in Europe, all the hetheran that we just said, that it's not uh, nifsa me'achila, that's not true. It's just alcohol with some fragrance in it. It's, you wouldn't drink it, but it's not nifsa me'achila, there's no denaturement in it. And tach petit, it's, very, it's hard to say that you have this hector of tach petit. So that's the only time where I would start thinking about being machmer. I'm not saying it to be machmer. The only time that it would leave me a question is expensive cologne or perfume that was produced in Europe, specifically where the classic ethanol is from wheat. That's the only time that there would be a shiloh. But everything else is either denatured alcohol or coming from Asia or America, and there is no concern for chametz ethanol. Okay. Still like your bread chair, though. Yeah, that, that, how, how bad does that, what does tach petit really mean? You put some fragrance in it, or you have to put something in there, a denaturement, so. Oh, one more application would be Play-Doh. So Play-Doh is real chametz. That's real, I mean, the real, the actual Play-Doh 
brand. There are other off-brands. I don't know, look at the ingredients. Some of them just say wheat. So it's dough with like kerosene in it. So it's not so poisonous because kids eat it. They don't want it to kill people. But there's a question, is that considered chametz and Pesach? So the head there is, again, this tach petit. It's, uh, they put kerosene in it. You can't eat it. So isn't that the same as tach petit? So there are those that, 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 that are mako based on it. Again, I wouldn't want people owning chametz and Pesach, so I would tell people to get, get a different brand that's not actual chametz. Okay, let's keep going. So the Mishnah spoke about uh, kezayis of dough, and that was a problem. Either the top or the bottom, we had a machlekes. Let's say you have two half a kezayisim, and you have a chut, you have a string of batzik b'neim, connecting the two. And we look at it like this. If you would pick up the string, and they would both be taken with it, if not, that is not considered combined. So just by the way, this does this is brought down in, in the Mishabru and Hilchas so when he talks about a pas shalem, this comes up uh Mishnah. So a person, let's say, I don't know, you're playing with the with the bread and you don't really have a shalem, but if you pick it up, the whole bread comes along with it. So as long as as you pick it up, the whole thing comes, that is called a lechem shalem for lechem Mishnah or whatever. That's only in a mixing bowl. Where they're set in place. Let's say on your floor of your house you have two pieces of dough that are less than a kazayas. You have to take, take care of it. My time. Because maybe you're going to sweep your floors, and as you sweep your floors, the dough might get stuck together, and now you have a kazayas. Only by dough, not by crumbs. Crumbs are not going to stick together, but dough would stick together. They asked the following Shiloh in Eretz Yisrael. Bayes Valia. What about you know the the lower floor and the top floor? Mahu Bayes Achsadra, the uh, the lower floor and the Achsadra, the pavilion in front of your house. Mahu Shnei Batim Shnei Seems like an Eruv in discussion. You have two rooms, one one within the other. Mahu, do they combine? Are we concerned you're going to end up sweeping and they're going to touch each other? Is that called cool, the that? Uh, are we concerned? Yes. No. Teku. So the Gemara leaves it as Teku. We're not sure if there would be a concern that they would get combined. Tanu Rabbanan, Hapasha Ipsha, you have bread that became moldy, Venifsala Melechel Adam. It's Nifsal Mechilas Adam. A person will not be able to eat it. Vakelav Yachala Achla, and a dog could eat it. So, Metame Tumas Oichlin Bikabetza. This is your regular Tumas Oichlin, even though it's Nifsal Mechila, but since a dog could eat it, it still has the status of Tumas Oichlin. It can make other things Tame, as long as it has the size of a Betza. And it's Rafes, and Matame of Pesach, and it's Mamish Tame. And therefore, it could be burnt with tumah be Pesach because nobody's allowed to eat it. Therefore, it could burn. Mishumab nasan amru enim It does not make other things tummy. Once it's already nifsa me'achila, it cannot make other things tummy. Kiman azadatnan. Who does the following Mishnah go like? Klal amru betaharis kolam yuchalechel adam. If it's still fit for a person to eat, then tummy. Atchi yipaso milechel akelav. It's tummy until it's pasul from. A dog eating it, but if a dog could still eat it, it has the status of tumma. It's still like Rabbi Nassim, because we just said Rabbi Nassim Amru ain't a That if it's nifsum mechilas adam, it's not metame. But we learn from here, and we'll we'll get to this once you know further on as we continue the masechta. That when it comes to chametz, it's not enough that it's nifsum mechila. It has to be nifsa mechilas kelev. Even a dog won't be able to eat it. That's when we say it's nifsa mechila, and you're allowed to own it on. Pesach. Let's do one more Gemara. Arivas Abdanim. You have the uh, the tanners used to have this bowl. In this potion that they would use for tanning uh, uh, 
hides, they were put in flour. So if the flour was put in within three days before Pesach, we assume that it's still considered dough. You have to get rid of it. If it was put in, you know, three days before Pesach, more than three days, because we assume at that point, after three days of being uh, processed, with all the skin that was put into this piece of equipment, the flour is no longer edible. No. What we're talking about here is when he didn't put the skin in. So just simply being in the equipment, okay, so three days already, there is some stenches and whatever still there from previous runs, so then it's a problem. But if you actually put hides into the, into the dough, into the flour, even within three days, we would assume that it's no longer considered chametz. It stinks, it's disgusting, and there would not be any issue of chametz. Even one hour. Even one hour, we would paskin that this is considered nifsa mechila. So there's two ways to learn this Gemara, by the way, as a, as a PS. Number one would be that it just doesn't taste good anymore. The second one is that once you already put iris in there, like Rav is saying, then it's like tach petit. That's already that's a riot to what we said in the Shochnarch, that when it's tach petit, it doesn't have to be specifically that there's tit on top. It has to be that it's already mixed in with other ingredients that that you know cause one to say, I don't want to eat it anymore, even if it's edible, but it's already shown that it's designated for something else. So then we would say it's already considered tach petit, and there will be no problem of owning this on Pesach. Okay, Yashukarach.